sorry. I didn't see you there. Welcome back to the Rad Dad Podcast. <laughs> I thought I had to do it for it. So it's it's in my go. <laughs> We're here. We got night golf. U.S. Open out in California for the U.S. Open. Uh, the boys are buzzing right now. Uh, it is a doozy of a day one. Ricky Fowler goes out. No big deal. Shoots a 62. I uh, believe that is a U.S. Open record. And then uh, Xander Shoffley goes out and drops a birdie on top of him on 18 and ties it at 62. Those two are tied at top of the leaderboard. Dustin Johnson right there, seven under. And then uh, Rory, Rory right there at six under as we are recording this 8.38 p.m. Central Time. Uh, <laughs> dude, I know it's day one. And, uh, you know, shout out to, to Charlie Hoffman and all those day one leaderboard uh, assassins. But uh, it's shaping up to be a good one. Um, speaking of a good one, we got a uh, another good episode here for you. Joe, talking a lot about golf. Our, our, uh, our boy is not here. He is busy with the golf. Uh, he may or may not join, probably leaning no. If you're a betting man, I would probably lean. Probably, uh, I don't know. What do you say, York? Plus eight hundred. He's not. He's he's joining. Um, I'd be plus six hundred. <laughs> he's pretty busy. Uh, I feel like if he gets home and gets done in enough time, he's just gonna pull it up and see if we're still on. Because he's got the link, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's busy. It's prime time for uh, for those in the golf world. Um, but we're here. And uh, we got a lot to cover. And, um, you know, when when you can't have your dude here, when you can't have the tripod of the Rad Dads, um, you know, you got to you got to you got to call in a favor. You got to you got to hit somebody up. Got to. Yeah. You got to think on your feet. You got to um, got to be uh, spontaneous. And, uh, you know, who better? to bring on to the Rad Dad podcast. None other than uh, Mr. Blake Busan, grill master of grill and grind. I mean, just a... Shout out to McAllister's Deli, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) I do, yeah, we we, we got a whole... There's layers to this, there's layers. No Um, shit. But yeah, household name in the uh, barbecue fest world, Memphis and May... Shout out to the uh, the crew, gang, gang. Blake, welcome in. How we doing? Hey, doing well, doing well. Yeah, going from uh, a sandwich artist from McAllister's to you know smoking <laughs> meats with the biggest stage. So there you go. Meats. Hey, man. It's just called personal growth, man. That's all you got to call it. <laughs> and, and now you're on the you now you're on the biggest stage in in the podcast realm. So you're you're doing big things, Blake. I know, I know. It's it's exciting to be here. You know, it's uh you dream of days like this. And when you finally get there, it's just can't really put it into words. Is it tomorrow, um, tomorrow when you go out in public? I mean, best of luck. Is, <laughs> is it the, the daycare? The daycare moms are going to go crazy. That's for sure. <laughs> is it still, is it still light out in Brentwood over there? What's the, uh, what, no. are y'all on Eastern time? What's the, what's it over there? <laughs> well, the sun never really sets here at Brentwood, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> Fortune favors us down here. Um, <laughs> no, but it's, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, 
we're just like hell. We you know we put our legs on, or put our put our pants on to <laughs> put your legs on too. <laughs> Did something happen? Put our legs on. Hockey accident I didn't know about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it probably hasn't gotten to y'all yet. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, you're 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 a man of many talents, but I would say probably one of your biggest claims to fame outside of running a McAllister's Deli and uh, dancing in a tent and, uh, you know, right down there on the Mississippi River is, is smoking meat. So uh, I, I was asking you before we brought you on, you know, let, let me get the deets. Let me get the uh, let me get the resume. But, you know, take us through what it a, a weekend at Memphis and May and Barbecue Fest. What's that for you Boy. as a fa- not only as a as a smoking meat master, but like as a father as well? What's that entail? Yeah, it's a uh, it's really sprinting a marathon every every time we do that. So it was actually uh, I think it was y'all's last episode. And you were talking about the biggest bender. You know, when's the last time you big did your biggest bender? It's always Barbecue Fest. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. a uh, <laughs> it's always a time, and uh, it there's an extra wrinkle when you have to wake up early to cook for all the drunkards, you know, and get up early and get there. So, um, this year, <laughs> I think the prime story, that's the, uh, the gift I sent you of me dancing in the tent was on Thursday night, which if you've been to Memphis in May, you know, Thursday's the big party day. Oh yeah. And, uh, my wife was still in Nashville. She's going to come down Friday. And, uh, I texted her like at nine o'clock, you know, she's like, Hey, I'm going to bed. I was like, okay, I, th- I think I'm right behind you. Um, and then, <laughs> You know, <laughs> things happen. And then uh, two in the morning is uh, when I kind of sent my last tweet. So she earned my last text to her. She's like, so you were you were nowhere near right behind me. You were you were nowhere near. I was like, nope. And uh, then I had to wake up, get back down there, get the smoker going. And as soon as I got it going, I called in the uh, IV ladies, which I don't know if you've been down there. They have roving IV people to keep oh, you going. So I guess that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, they 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 had to make bang because after they left me, they went to like a ten of like seven guys, just all getting <laughs> juiced up, getting ready for their Friday night. So yeah, just getting lubed you get, up, baby. <laughs> you, you get back ready to go. Uh, you know, you you smoke meat, and then you kind of get comfortable to start drinking again, and uh, yeah, and then you do it all over again. Um, and then Saturday, at least for me, is the the biggest. We had to be down there like at four in the morning, so. You know, you, you got to get up, get down there and, and go in. And I don't know if you all have seen the judging, but it's like they come to your tent. You have to have it like all nice and pristine and, right. you know, like white cloths and decorations and all that. So uh, it, it's pretty neat, but it's, it's always by Saturday. I'm ready for, you know, like a like a salad, a shower and a nap. I'm always just kind of done. Um, but, yeah, it's a it's a good time, but it's definitely the. And it, it, <laughs> the older you get, the harder it gets. So it's definitely kind of gotten to where. uh by Saturday, I'm kind of over it and ready to take a nap and not do anything for a while. So it's it's a it's a crazy time. How long have you been in Nashville? Uh, so I moved here. I was actually in Indianapolis before this for seven years, and I moved here February of 2020. So we got here, and then everything shut down. So we kind of just like we know all the walking trails in the neighborhood, and yeah. that's about it. Um, so you know, I I work in uh purchasing and so suppliers would come in town like hey you know where's a good place to go in nashville i was like i have no idea man i, was like, I just got here and we about got <laughs> it locked up so there's a big kinda... street with a bunch of bars and shit. You can go over there. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's, it's gotten better now we're getting out more um but yeah so i've been here about three years now um no i was uh last time i was at a um 
part of a team with like at a barbecue event. It was the uh, red shoes deal mm-hmm. a few years ago. I don't know if you were with that at all, or I can't remember when that was. If it was before 2020 or not, when I was there, the uh, or it's like the uh, bicycle for red shoes, something. We, yeah. Uh, I work for a construction equipment company, and we sponsored that entire event. Nice. Well, yeah. they had one down. So I would always do Memphis in May. And then they had one down in Franklin for a few years um, over at the heart. Is it Harsdale farm down there where they do like the pilgrimage festival? So it's oh, like yeah, a yeah, big yeah. farm yeah, near the factory. Yeah. And it, it was awesome because it's a little bit more low key. Um, it's actually interesting because they're Kansas city barbecue society. So like Memphis in May is like spread out where, you know, turn ins are Thursday through Saturday. So you have time. Kansas City Barbecue Society, it's four turn-ins within two hours of each other. So, like, every 30 minutes, you got to turn in something. So, right. it's a little bit different. But then it was, I don't know, it was more chill. And then we moved here. I was like, well, that's awesome. We're, like, 20 minutes away. You know, I don't have to sleep in the tent down there. It would be great. Uh, then they canceled it. So, they're, yeah. they're not doing it anymore. Um, so, I think they're doing another well, that was, one. And- that was the one I was going to help you with, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. That, I was excited because we we they did it one year – in 2021 but i couldn't go because <laughs> it was the weekend uh, my second son was born so i had priorities i guess you know you have to you have to choose and <laughs> couldn't sneak out and and do a barbecue competition but uh, yeah so, <laughs> you'll, you'll be good right up there but yeah so um they canceled it and then yeah so like i was excited for the next year and then they said no but i think they're doing one downtown here this fall i need to go look into that again so I'd like ah. to do another, get another one going and doing it. So, so when All I right. went to that one, that um, barbecue for red shoes, whatever it was, uh, they did it in like the Titans parking lot. Yeah, I had nice. it all set up there, so it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was nice. It was nice and cool. I bet. I don't know when it was. I just all I can think of is just on a parking lot. It's just <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> unless remember. unless I it's in it October, or November, like it's got to be miserable. <laughs> The only thing I remember about that that whole weekend was so we I was up there for work or whatever, and my old district manager, um, we were all in town. We went to um, Red Door the night before and some other places. Yeah, and he was like, "Man, I just got a hotel here, and I got a hotel up the street, so I'm gonna stay at the hotel up the street." But um, I just want to check out this one. But you can just stay in that room. I was like, "All right, cool." So I went to go all the way back to where I was staying, and I go back there, and I was married at the time. Rest in peace and i um was at the hotel and i'm in the bathroom like talking to her on the phone or whatever and the dude wanted to see the hotel room and like i guess forgot that i was going in there and i'm like about to get in the shower so i'm butt naked you know (laughs) on the toilet in this hotel room just talking to my (laughs) wife and um next thing you know i hear like the door open i said i told him i said hold on so what the fuck and then next thing you know like he starts walking in i said chuck He's like, oh, sorry. Then he like looks in there on the deck. I'm like, what the fuck? You know? And then oh, he turns. Oh, yeah. you're naked. Let me let me look at you. Let me look at you one more time. And then he goes, then he uh he walks, he walks back and he puts his head back around. He was like, you want me to leave the key in here? But I was like, Chuck, just get the fuck out. Like what? I was just making sure you were naked. I wasn't sure. So, yeah, so like the next day, like I'm going to this barbecue thing and like, hey, Chuck's almost here. And I was like, oh fuck. And I was like, uh, so let me ride with you to go get him. I said, let's get this out of the way because this is going to be awkward as shit. <laughs> we were shit-faced. They're like, you come in there while I'm just, you know, butt naked, wet and sweaty, you know, about to get in the shower. And 
All right, Chuck, you may or may more. not have seen my penis. All right. <laughs> let's just get it out. Let's, let's get it out in the open. <laughs> First off, what'd you think? <laughs> First, first thoughts takeaways do a pros and cons list um so I, I was gonna say blake going back to the barbecue fest and, and smoking meats and being in competition um yep. you probably won't you'll be modest but um i know this this past year correct me if i'm wrong top 10 in vinegar sauce uh yep. top 50 ribs and wings Um, And then you've been on a team that was top 15 in ribs and mustard and top 10 in wings. So just kind of what's the, what's the, uh, not the pecking order, but like, what's the, what's the team? Like, what's the crew? Um, You know, if you you feel free to give shout outs, but like, what's, uh, how's that work with the, I guess the assembly line of being on a competition barbecue team? Yeah. So it's, um, it's interesting, right? Cause you don't want too many people, but you still want enough to get it done. And so actually the team I started on, it was my brother-in-law's team. That's how I kind of got into it. So I got into, you know, cooking and I was smoking, actually I was in Indianapolis. And so I was like, there's not good barbecue here. So that's when I got into smoking. Cause I kind of missed, you know, really good barbecue. Um, so he knew I was into that and making my own sauces and rubs and stuff. Um, so he invited me on his team and that team was, you know, really fun. It was, it was a good team that, you know, that's one we did really well with all the other stuff. Um, and then they kind of split up. And so the main cook went to MW smokers. So if you ever see meat whiskey, barbecue sauce, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, they sell it in Memphis and I know they got rubs and other stuff. So they do, they do really well still. Um, I think they've gotten like first in poultry before, you know, after we kind of split up and, um, they've won a lot of events and they, you know, they got their own kind of line there. So, um, you know, he went off and did, did awesome stuff and, you know, has a, has a really good team and, um, some people I still know there, but, you know, I kind of went with our high school people we knew in high school. So there's a lot of, a lot of Germantown folks on the team we have now. And, um, they're, <laughs> it, it's only like probably like three or four people who help cook and they're more in, in it for the partying, which, you know, it, it's fine. It's still fun. We still like to compete, but, um, I guess an example is um, <laughs> there's one Saturday, like or Friday nights. I try to go in a little bit early, which is usually like 10 or 11. So I left and then I got there the next morning and the rub I had made and I put away to make sure nobody messed with it. Cause it was, you know, for competition rub was just all over the floor. So <laughs> apparently Matt Hall um, kicked it over in the middle of the night and he was standing there. I think, I think it was with Matthew Arnold. He was like, this was like this before I got here. Right. And Matthew <laughs> no, Arnold this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, there's just like rub all over his shoe, like an imprint of his shoe, like where it spilled <laughs> out. And Matthew's like, "No, you kicked it over. What are you talking about?" So you know, like get creative. So it's um, it's a different vibe when you're on a team that like wants to compete and wants to you know do well. And we still want to do well, but it's just you know, it's more of you know, I, <laughs> the, the Thursday night we were there. It was the uh, I, I would say we won the party on the little lane we were at, where you know, it, it's, so it's just kind of priorities, but um we kind of, we kind of just split it up where, you know, there's three of us back there and we split up the duties and, you know, I'll, I'll do the rub. And then our, my buddy, Rob, um, he'll do the sauce. So he has an amazing vinegar sauce. And actually the sauce that got top 10 this year, we used his sauce and we mixed it with my rub and that's actually what got top 10 in that. So, um, he, he'll do that and then we'll, you know, throw it on there and then just kind of help each other out with wrapping and looking at it. And, you know, I, I'm not great at, cutting them like cutting the ribs is kind of the worst the worst part is pulling off the silver skin but after that it's like cutting it is a 
a science in itself. So we have somebody who's good at that who'll do that. So you kind of just divvy up the responsibilities um, mm-hmm. and get it out on on time. So it's a. Uh, I was gonna say it's probably like you you have to dance like a fine line of, yeah. You, you take it serious. You you want to win. You want to compete, but also like you're there with your buddies and you want to have fun. Yeah. yeah. Where, like, take, it, take it too seriously, but also, I mean, it's a, for men, we like to compete. So, yeah, I yeah. 100% it, get that. Yeah. And it, it's become like a family event. You know, as we got, it, it, this was our 10th year of that team. Um, and it's become like, you know, we've, <laughs> we started out where, you know, they're, <laughs> Like one of the first years, there's you know like a uh, a jar full of condoms, you know, at the bar, and now now we have like 20 kids running around. So obviously those didn't didn't get get put to use when uh, we pass them out. So um, it, it, yeah, it, it just kind of changes. So I, you know, I, I like the balance. Um, that's why I would like to do more, you know, like where it's natural. Maybe it's a smaller group where you focus more competing. But at, at the end of the day, it's it's just for fun, right? So yeah. we're not. We're just trying trying to have a good time out there, and I think like, every time we've we've done a good job of that, so that's what's important. So y'all's whole team is it like uh, y'all all specialize in something different, or is it y'all? You know, I guess y'all don't focus on one thing to kind of really get yeah. Get we'll kind we'll kind of throw it out there. So like, if somebody wants to do a tomato sauce, they'll enter that. If somebody wants to do a mustard, they'll enter that. Like we had a guy who wanted to do um, he wanted to do beef cheeks last year. But they they turned out like we overcooked them. So then I had a pastrami that prepped that we then smoked and turned that in instead. And I got like top fifty in that. Um, so it's people kind of just choose what they do and what they're good at. So the the, the head the head cook Rob and me, um, you know, we, we're always in charge of ribs, and then our buddy Justin helps out um, with that as well. So yeah, I mean. I, again, if you go back to like the team that was really serious, it was very, we had, you know, tea, like cook meetings and, you know, timing yeah. and like we would do test runs and all that. And then this team's kind of, Hey, if you want to do it, let us know. We'll let you do it. So yeah. it's a little bit more laid back of how we're doing it. As far as like, you know, you're on a, you're on a team that's that you said 10 years. Um, but again, you said it's mostly just, for fun in a way to, you know, the fellowship of being with friends and family and all that. But out of the, the, the team that you're with, like who, cause I know you're a pretty serious chef who else. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know of at least one. I know Bob's a pretty good chef. Um, mm-hmm. Who else on the team, you know, kind of takes at least cooking serious. Like they may not take the competition serious, but who's got some legit kitchen chops. Yeah, like Robert Robert Wallace is good at that. Um, so he's he's in a few things and then pretty well at some stuff. Um, and then Rob, our main chef, he's the one who does the um, the uh, the sauce. And I mean, he he smokes a lot on the side, just kind of practicing up. So he's big about that. And actually, Matt Hall got into it a couple of years ago, where he started doing exotic and like making his own pitas and you know entering lamb and some other stuff. And and I think he did Ooh. duck one year. So yeah, so it, it, those are probably the the big ones. Um, and then everybody else is kind of, it, it's nice having wives on the team because, you know, they'll bring the sides and the, the cake and, you know, the, the other stuff that you still want to eat. But competition wise, I mean, those are probably the, the big ones who, who do it and, uh, and help out. So. What's the. And actually, actually Robert, Robert Wallace and Matt Hall are both McAllister alumni as well. So there you go. Oh yeah. See, I didn't even live here, and I worked at that McAllister. Lived in Olive Branch at the time. <laughs> I worked at that McAllister's. Yeah. <laughs> me, you, Jonas Gibbs, um, Mike, yeah, Jay Boogie. 
I saw my uh, liquor store at not Kirby Liquors, but it was uh, the one next to Dan McGinnis, kind of connected to it, right there by Kroger at Kirby. I don't know what it's called. Though. Oh, um, that's not Kirby Wine and Liquors. No, well, no, that's that's Quince and Kirby. Um, I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, so this one's like it's uh, like right like, behind that Zaxby's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say Danvers, but it's a Zaxby's now. Um, do do you, do you remember when we brought Jonas and his wrestling buddy Ben to the uh, ABC boxing tournament? They they just like owned it, and everybody was pissed off that we brought brought those Ridgeway guys to <laughs> Ridgeway. Yeah, I was like, yeah, we got we got some Rangers coming out back here. So <laughs> it's funny because back then, like, he had a buzzed head, and now he has like super long hair. Back then, last time I saw you, you had long hair, and now you got a buzzed head. Yeah, I actually had long hair for the uh, barbecue competition. So uh, it's <laughs> like I, I grew I, every every year. I grow out my hair really long before the competition. And then I'll, like I'll shave a mullet or a mohawk. And then I'll grow yeah. my beard out and do like I did mutton chops last year. This year I did like a I don't even know what you call that goatee. It's like a Mick Foley kind of <laughs> like big goatee that I <laughs> rock it all weekend. So yeah, it's it's funny. He he really, um, really harsh. Yeah, really <laughs> very <harsh>. mid. <laughs> Jonas, he'll uh, he'll still like. So you know, on Instagram, I, I was texting you before this, Zach. I do like stories instead of actually posting stuff, and he'll like a lot of the the food stuff I put on there. Um, people seem to love the every NFL playoffs. I'll do the mashup matchup where I'll take two teams. So like one year is like San Francisco and Green Bay, and I did um, beer brought dim sum like steamed yeah. in PBR. And did something like that, or uh, it was New England and Buffalo, and I did a uh, a uh, Buffalo lobster roll, and people seem to like that. And I, I never oh, that's knew cool, Super yeah. Bowl, yeah, Super Bowl. I'll, I'll take a break and not do anything. I always get every year I get messages like, "Hey, what are you what are you doing for the Super Bowl?" I was like, "Well, you know, it's, I'm not going to do anything for the Super Bowl." So um, <laughs> you can do a yeah, Kansas City, you're pretty good bet. Just kind of planning for a Kansas City uh, barbecue style. Yeah, so uh, this year I did Kansas City and Jacksonville because I've never done Jacksonville and because they're on the playoffs a lot. <laughs> the only thing I found for like the biggest thing in Jacksonville, I think it's okay because be, people name it on the thing. It, it's called a uh, camel rider, so it's like a pita sandwich. And so I did burn in camel riders for Jacksonville mm-hmm. and Kansas City this year. Yeah, which made the pitas and all that good stuff, and that turned out well. So yeah, Kansas City, whenever they're in it, they're pretty easy. You can do brisket with you know with lots of stuff so yeah how'd you so how'd you get into doing all that well <laughs> so if you want to go back so back to when i got into cooking so it was right before just graduated from ut and um i knew i was gonna i was like applying for grad schools i ended up going to old miss uh, i can't remember if i knew i was going there at the time but it was valentine's day we we're playing a pickup game on a carpet court in Knoxville, which is a horrible idea. And oh, I God. tore one my churches has one. Yeah, yeah, it was not not good. And I tore my ACL, my meniscus. Um, so then I came back home because I was like, I don't trust my buddies to to take me to you know physical therapy and all that junk. So I came back. I was just doing physical therapy, and I was waiting to go to Ole Miss um, starting in May for grad school. And my mom, like, I was just bored. My mom was like, Well, here, you know, take the credit card go out and start, you know, just buy food and cook for us. And that's something you could do. So that kind of got me into cooking because it used to be like in college, you know, you'd, <laughs> it was like the, the peak of it was, you know, 
grabbing jarred Alfredo and the already pre-cooked grilled chicken and just mixing that together with pasta. Yeah. That's like, like, ah, chili. This is, yeah, this is how I live right here. This is great. (laughs) And so then I got more into like actually making stuff and it, you know, kind of grew from there. Um, and then now it's gotten to the point where like me and my wife, it's actually a pretty good setup we have where each week we'll switch off who does the menu. And so like, she'll plan a menu and then cook and I'll do the dishes the next week. I'll do the menu and do the dishes. And so, um, I don't think she knows we're competing, but I like to try to outdo her and do better stuff than what she's doing. So we, uh, that kind of, do you kind of lets me sharpen my, so you do the dishes both times. No, no. So if uh, I'm cooking, she does, no. does the dishes. <laughs> okay. Well, well no. I, so so I, I was getting into the pits. Like if, if yeah. the kids are going nuts and like, she's like, ah, I'm just going to take them for a bath. I was like, that's great. I will do the dishes. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's the try to wrangle two, two heathens yeah. upstairs and well, get them bathed and all that. So just kind of, well, I was going to ask because like, I personally, I, I do the dishes. Like I prefer, like that is like my thing. Like mm-hmm. I have no problem doing the dishes. Um, so I didn't know if that was your purview of like, no, I got it. Like, that's my thing. Yeah. I, I don't mind it. And actually, I mean, how many times we mentioned McAllister's, but I used to actually like to volunteer <laughs> after a while, like to do dishes because I'm like, ah, I just need a break and, and go listen to your own music and just kind of get in the zone. And that the McAllister's part. Yeah. yeah. I get to like do the, when I do that, get there early and be like, you're the par guy. Love that shit. Yeah. People leave you alone <laughs> and you're balanced everything out. Like, oh, fuck, I'm on par. Yeah. Uh, but do you remember we didn't have a uh, washing machine? Or That's what I was trying to picture. I remember it was the, all the, by the hand. Backboard. Yeah. So, so like we used to like the worst was the Rotel big pars. You'd have to go soak them down for like uh, an hour because uh, oh the Rotel, Rotel would just be caked in there. But yeah, we didn't yeah. have a dishwasher back there. And, and uh, man, Wait, you didn't cleaning every big, night was horrible. You didn't have the big cube? No, the the Hobart. No, we didn't. <laughs> it Damn. was just all by hand. No, you just had a big ass deep sink, you know, to wash everything in. You just put, you know, I guess stop it up and put all your stuff in it, let it soak, and then go in there. I had to say I worked at, um, I think either before or after that, I worked at a as a busboy at Outback Steakhouse, and when the dishwasher would call in, which was pretty daily, I'd, I'd like I'll go up there and do it, you know, just like kind of like I said, you get in your own little world and it's kind of therapeutic, and. I remember the first, the second time I was doing it, like I was washing dishes, like up under there, just getting everything. Of course, there was a fucking steak knife down there, just sliced my finger uh, right open. Oh, yeah. But it's uh, there. Got a little cautious how, after that. How many? How many slices did you like? There's at least three or four. Actually, there's a lot of lot of sliced fingers, and then uh, Jonas Gibbs threw a hot. You know how uh, McAllister. So here's a secret about the McAllister spuds. It's actually two potatoes. Oh, yeah. You cut I the ends off like and you put them together. Impressed. You put them together, yeah. then you slice it down. <laughs> yeah. But he took like one. Stuff. Well, he threw the end at me, and it just landed on my arm. and just, like, sizzled, like, third degree burns, <laughs> like, right up my arm. I was like, oh, my God. Hot spud. That pan, like, that pan, that pan where all the spuds were getting out of the hot oven spud. was hot as fuck. Yeah. We, we just got one. Uh, we just got McAllister's down here in Nolansville, right by the way. And I, I get a craving every time for uh, it's usually chicken, another lingo McAllister, chicken tort soup. That's the chicken tortilla. We used to call it tort. And I uh, got to shorten it to, to get out there quick. But yeah, I, I still crave it sometimes where, I, you know, once I was done working there, I, I was like sick of it for a long time. But uh, there'll be times I still go back and 
get a bread bowl. I'll go in there every now and then, and I get. I was like, hey, can I get a uh, Spud Max? No GO, no BKO. <laughs> green olives and black olives. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're like, oh my god, is this like a secret shopper or some shit? <laughs> like, hey, how does he know? <laughs> who the fuck are you? <laughs> well, undercover oh, boss. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys like make your own stuff. So I remember, like, um, I used to do. I'd take the roast beef and chop it up, and do peppers and onions, and then take the rotel and put it on top like a Philly cheesesteak. Now do that. We'd make Ooh. quesadillas with the wraps. Oh, uh, yeah. Fancy pizzas with the pitas. So I was like, it was. You could have some fun back there. Ooh. There's no telling how much food I stole just by eating oh, it no and shit. hiding it. And I did the same thing at Sonic. I would, when I worked at Sonic around the same time, I would uh, always just drop in some like extra uh, French toast sticks and snack on those like while I was back there flipping burgers. Nice. Man. The one thing that I, so I didn't, um, I worked in catering uh, in New York, but like the only restaurant, like real restaurant I worked at was Flight in Memphis. And I was basically like a bus boy. I did some serving at lunch, but then dinner was obviously the big deal. And I would bus, but then I did some wine flighting here and there. But, um, I just like the rush of in between lunch and dinner was always like it it was such a just a shit show. But it was like a very structured and regimented shit show. Yeah. Where like everybody knew what they were supposed to do. And it was a like, all right, we have to get this, 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 and this done before 4 30 and y'all worked in plenty of restaurants so you know the deal but like oddly enough like that kind of stuff was like fun where it's 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 honestly like as cliche as it is it's like the camaraderie of a team where like Mm -hmm. everybody has a job and everybody has to do something that was fun yeah like i i I hear that all the time you know because the you've seen the movie waiting where everybody works at the restaurant and then afterwards they all go out and get drunk or whatever. Yeah. That, that, that's a, that's a real vibe. Like that is a true, yeah. like we've been through battle. Like now we go and like decompress. We got to shine yeah, and that, get after it. Yeah. There was uh, a, <laughs> you, you have to remember the fuse brothers, right? At McAllister's Barrett, Barrett and is, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So like Barrett, God, Barrett was talking. hilarious. Still talk to him a lot, dude. He he has such an interesting. So he got into rapping for a while, and I was actually I believe it. Uh, I was security backstage where he opened for Machine Gun Kelly at Minglewood Hall. <laughs> so he did that for a while, which which I was like, I don't know why. I was like wearing like a like a pink polo shirt, and like I was like, I should not be running security here. <laughs> I, was like, I can't do anything. So he did that, and then now he's into like ultra marathons. So he'll do like a hundred mile oh, runs. I'm like what? My God! Oh, God. So. But yeah, I mean, after working, we used to go to his house. He had a had a party house over off of oh man, it's right off Ching. It's like near Ching's Wings, um, right in the University of Memphis area. Yeah, yeah over there. And he, he, I mean, we used to go after to his house after work all the time, and yeah, just like party and drink and whatever. And it was a 
but it, it was exactly like I remember waiting came out. I was like, that's exactly like what it is. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. you just yeah. you do all this stuff. You do have crazy the uh, McAllisters. It was the Sunday church rush was the biggest in Germantown. Ooh. All the church folks would come in, but yeah, then you just kind of go party and do it all again the next day. So the big thing when I was in New York working in catering, which I would rarely go out after because I was just really broke to where it was like, okay, I just made money on this event, but like, I need to like, keep this money. <laughs> like I can't, I can't go out and spend like $12 on a cocktail at a bar. Um, which we, we, we did get to where like, if you knew the right people, you'd leave an event, you'd go to like a shitty dive bar and you know, red hook or something. And it would be like $2 beers or something. But I remember, uh, in New York, like the talking about money, like cigarettes were like currency in New York. Like if somebody like wanted to bum a cigarette, cause like I didn't smoke, but like other people, like, cause I worked basically with like models, um, like aspiring chefs, stage actors, and just like people like that were like me that were just like trying to make money. But like, they would all like smoke and dude, it would never, like we would be waiting on like the train or something. And somebody would be like, Hey man, can, can I bum a cig? And like, no joke, like people wouldn't even check up. They'd just be like, yeah, like three, uh, three bucks. <laughs> and dude, people would like shot some ones. And then like, that was it. Cause like, dude, like back then, I'm sure it's either the same price or more, but I think a pack of cigarettes in New York was like, any, depending on the brand is anywhere from like 16 to like 20 bucks. Yeah. Well, so I mean, I like, it like was, it, I was gonna say, I feel like the restaurant industry too, because you got smoke breaks, right? They had to allow you yeah. to smoke breaks. And I, because I never smoked either, I'd always get jealous. Like, why do they get five minutes to go just <laughs> chill out back near? But I, I don't know why I was jealous because it is the dumpster area. It was the smoke area. So yeah. Just sitting next to our dumpster blasting cigs. But you're like, man, maybe, maybe, maybe I could smoke. But uh, what is that from? <laughs> just the, go out there, just don't inhale. Just yeah. York. Well, it's, York, who is that from the office? It says, like, uh, was it the office where they're like, I don't smoke, but I'll 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 start smoking so I can get a break. <laughs> I don't know if it's the opposite it's stuff, but no, I don't know what you're talking about. Or Meredith talking about smoking her stogies. <laughs> I tried um, when I tried a cigarette for it was at the uh, the Pony in Memphis at Thanksgiving break in freshman year of college. We all went <laughs> to the Pony, and I was like, "Yeah, give me give me a cig, I'll try it." And like I started smoking, and I should have known because like my grandmother, and actually she was an amazing cook. She'd do huge Sunday meals, and if I could get. Like, if she had a recipe book, I don't think she did. Like, I think she just did it all in her head. Like, it'd be worth its weight in gold. But, but like, after I leave her house, I'd always have a headache. So, I think I'm, like, very allergic to something in cigarettes. And so, we're at the Pony. We're sitting there, you know, at the stage. Like, yeah, give me a say, I'll try it. I started smoking and gets in my eyes. And it looks like I'm crying. And so, like, strippers are coming up to me. They're like, hey, are you okay, honey? I was like, yeah. Yeah, I'm just uh, having a good time. Like, I wasn't sad. It was just smoking my eyes. So I could use a pick-me-up, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looked like I was crying at the, uh, the world famous pony. And uh, so I like yeah, whenever so. I've, I have like real sensitive eyes. I guess whenever I go outside, if it gets cold and the wind's blowing, I walk inside. It's like I just be bawling my eyes out. <laughs> yeah, dude. If you if you don't smoke, you you can get a real quick head change. Fuck yeah! Like it'll but, really but, it'll it'll mess you up. But cigars don't do that to me. Like I can puff on a cigar for bed and be, you know, I, I don't feel great the next morning and it, it tastes, you know, my mouth tastes like a 
ashtray, but like, I don't know. There's something yeah. in cigarettes that just, yeah, does not mix with me. Something in, it's probably not good for you. I'm not sure. But something <laughs> in cigarettes may not be good for you. That's, um, that's just, that's just the media trying to tell you what to believe, Zach. Don't listen to them. Dude, I, talking, last thing on McAllister's. So, uh, Shout out to uh, shout out to Adam Hope. Uh, me and him would do our pregame meal on Fridays before football games. And of all the menu items at McAllister's, that vast menu, all the good things, my go-to for pregame meals every Friday was was just a French dip. Oh, it was so good, man! Which I mean, it's go, it's it's an undefeated roll. sandwich. Like you can't beat it. Uh, you, like also a pan that was like hot as shit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, very hot, easy to clean, but very, very yeah. hot. If you got it there, I was gonna say, That's yeah, that, that that all you just like slides out of there, but dude, yeah, that'll that'll burn the mouth. Um, all right, let's get into it. Uh, so Blake, we normally do. Uh, you you're vaguely aware of the show. We 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 draft things. Um, so I just came up with. I was this. kind of upset last week. Y'all didn't pick Cracker Barrel. That's that's all I want to say. That nobody picked Cracker Barrel for the uh, the casual dining, but yeah, that's a good pick. That is a good pick. <laughs> I'm I'm Her not country the biggest, ham is out of control. I'm not the biggest <laughs> fan of Cracker Barrel. Like I think it's fine. Um, like if I'm gonna go for like that, like arena of food, if there's a Waffle House, I'm oh, going to Waffle, Waffle House, House for sure. Yeah. But dude, I, I, t- I say this about Cracker Barrel, like, and now this is hashtag America, but like the servings, like you're going to get full. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like you, you're going to leave happy. Like you're going to be fat and happy when you leave there. Um, I, I don't know if a lot of people get this. I mean, maybe y'all prove me wrong. I think the, the biscuits and gravy at Cracker Barrel don't give enough, don't get enough credit. Like it's, that's, that's my go-to. I love it. Like, I think it's phenomenal. Um, I I feel, I feel kind of like I'm cheating because you get biscuits anyways, but it's yeah. I, I mean that gravy's good, but that's usually my go-to for breakfast. Let's get some biscuits. And gravy. I always feel like a child because every time, like if I go somewhere and like they have a side, if I always sub my sides, if they have a side of those like cooked cinnamon apples, I'm gonna get them every single time. And I feel like a child, but like it's got it so good, it burns your mouth off. Like I love it. The, Dude, the first time well, my wife, the first time my wife made like homemade cinnamon apples, and we put it on ice cream. And we let the kids try it. You would have thought we just gave them like, you know, the map to like all the gold in like San Francisco <laughs> during the gold rush. Like they thought it was amazing. But you can't beat that hot cinnamon apples on ice cream. Yeah, that was like what like we would get at Dollywood when we first went. Um, all right. So we do a draft, Blake, you know, we, we draft things. Um, I thought about this right before we started and with three dads here, I think we're going to be able to knock this one out of the park. Uh, so three rounds, we each get three picks. Let's draft Pixar movies. Zach, I literally thought that today about drafting about Pixar movies. So I'm right. Yeah. That's crazy. I was literally thinking about that tonight when you when you asked me about the podcast. <laughs> nice. I'm surprised we I, haven't done it. Dude, it 
honestly, like I feel I'm really excited for this draft because, dude, the catalog is loaded. Oh, it is. There are some really good Pixar movies. So make sure if you need to do a quick Google, feel free to make sure it's Pixar because I know there are some Disney movies that aren't Pixar. Um, but I feel like we, we we know the deal here. But Don't bring um, that DreamWorks bullshit in here either. Yeah, like, yeah, get the, get the Pixar. fuck out of here. Um, so we're going to go alphabetical order. York, you lead it off, Blake, and then I will bring up the rear with the third pick. So, York, let's uh, let's go. You're on the clock. We're going Cars 2. Ooh, all right. Love Cars 2. My so my son, like he was he was obsessed with like Cars 1. Every every kid, how old are your kids, Blake? Uh 4 and 1. Okay. So my my son when he was he's 7 now, but like whenever he was 1, that's whenever like Cars has been out for like a year, but he was obsessed. It was always just like, "Hey, can we watch Cars?" It was like his movie. They always have a movie they want to watch on repeat. And Cars was like his thing. We had like, I, I mean, everything cars. There's all rumors in cars. Like everything was cars. I love cars too. Oh yeah. That was a good one. So ba- I was going to say, basically if you put Michael Caine in something, it's going to be good. <laughs> I don't like know my- that one or the, or the third one, but the one that had army hammer in it. That's the third one. That's the third one. Okay. So that wasn't a bad one either. Like, I, but I learned last night. Did you know about that shit with army hammer? He's like a cannibal. <laughs> <laughs> hello york well, welcome like I, I just found this out last night i was blown away because i was like it's oh, a waste of like a really good looking dude he is a psycho and no, no um, one's heard of his no one's heard from his brother in years but now if i if i ever see army hammer in public i will punch him in the ear because they were gonna make a man from uncle sequel and they can't because he's a fucking psycho and I don't know if you're familiar with Man from Uncle, but that's a phenomenal film. That got Superman in it. Yeah, Henry Henry Cable. Um, it's got Alicia Vikander, uh, Hugh Grant's in it. it. It's a great little spy comedy. And yeah, they had pl- like I'm pretty sure they had a script like probably like already written or like pre like halfway done, and then all the shit came out where he's like you know, wanting to eat girls and shit. And like, they're like, well, we can't make a movie with him because he's a psycho. <laughs> so what was it? So he was like, I was told about it last night, but like, well, he was like in like the BDSM stuff. And then. Yeah. I don't think he actually is a cannibal, but like he was just sending very like disturbing DMS to women. And I think he was like, I think he probably sexually assaulted some, just a weird, just a very weird, creepy guy. Like there's given a hickey, but then there's, you know, taking a chunk out of their neck. You know, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he's um, somehow related. Let me double check this on Wikipedia. I think he's related to the Vanderbilts. Um, so he's you know, no, family's very you're thinking of <laughs> family's very wealthy. Um, it, it yeah, if he's not related to the Vanderbilts, he's related to somebody that's got a shit ton of money. But yeah, just a just a bizarre individual and a, just a yeah. I mean, again, like he was a good. I thought he was a good actor. And then now oh, he, he really was. Yeah, I, I don't know if he went to rehab or underground. I don't know, but yeah, I mean, he's not acting anymore. I mean, he had the um uh. Oh, what was it? The um, call me by your name. Um, 
film with uh, Timothy Chalamet that was like a huge success and um you know won i'm pretty sure won several awards i mean yeah great actor but just you know obviously a very disturbed individual but yeah that's cars three um yeah he never got any charges brought against him so i'm just reading about that i didn't i did not know any of this oh yeah dude it's, it's about it last night and i was like what the fuck like it's something yeah, i would have known Cause yeah, cause like now, like when my son wants to watch Cars Three, he just says Jackson Storm, and I, I feel like that's another thing where like my son like gravitates towards the villain, which like Jackson you know, Storm was cool as fuck. Like, <laughs> but it's like that's a that gray and blue car. He's <laughs> voiced by Army Hammer, so it's like kind of problematic. But but like what a good um, like what a good voice though, you know? It's got great pipes. That is it's a good like, movie. Free, though, but... free Army Hammer. <laughs> Okay, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Blake, what do you got? Round one, what do you got? All right. Um, so I'm going to... This is going to be a surprise first round pick. I, I think this one's overlooked. It was early on in Pixar, but I still love it. I get... I, I make... <laughs> I make my sons watch it because I like it so much. Um, and actually, um, you remember uh, Dr. Collins? And did you have Dr. Collins, Zach, in high school? I did not, but I remember him. Okay, well, the, he made us watch this uh, in his class. Uh, I'm gonna go with A Bug's Life. Hell yeah! Uh, that I still I don't think it got the credit it deserved. Maybe it did, but I don't know. I think when people think Pixar. It doesn't come to mind, and I think it's it's just a great movie. You got you got Heimlich, you know the big caterpillar, which is <laughs> he has quotable. I mean, my sister quote him all the time, you know, with a poo poo platter and yeah, I'm a beautiful, I'm a big old bumblebee. <laughs> so I'm gonna speaking go, of prob- I'm gonna go with speaking that. of problematic villains, Kevin Spacey was, uh, <laughs> was the villain. In that I one. just realized, <laughs> hey, ooh, Pixar, you're just you're picking some winners here. <laughs> ooh. Great movie though, like, dude. Have you seen the? It's on Amazon. The show uh, Jury Duty. We just watched that, dude. When the main character that's like not in on the bit, when he, <laughs> the guy that's like all about inventions, <laughs> and he shows him Bugs Life, and he's like, dude, you're like, you're, you're like Flick, like you, you're Flick. very creative and like. You're a good guy, and it's like, oh man, like what a good person. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh man, yeah, Bugs uh, Life's a great pick. Yeah, so and I was talking about forcing my kids to watch that. They they, they, they like it, but um, York was saying about he always want to watch Cars too. I was really hoping, you know, I was kind of excited for my son to find a movie like a Disney movie that was awesome that we could watch over and over and over again. And he went through an Aristocats phase, which, <laughs> like, that's like a, a, surprised. a like, deep, deep, deep Disney cut that he chose Aristocats. So he watched Aristocats for a while, like, every single night. I was like, come on, this isn't even the best one they got. They're so much yeah. better in their catalog. Now you're going with time. Aristocats. <laughs> I was like, my, I don't know if it was like when they were at like my in laws, but like, my son got on a big 101 Dalmatians kick for a while. Yeah, I can get behind that. Like, I like that one. 
not as a kid, but like I'm surprised though, because like kids now, like they won't they'll, they'll watch Pixar type stuff, but like you try to get them to watch like an old Lion King, and it's hard yeah. to get them to want to like stay like tuned into that. Yeah, like I try to get yeah. I try to get my kid to watch like Jungle Book or the old Robin Hood, and like he wasn't vibing with it. Um, all right, so my first round pick. Just recently got my kids into it and they love it. We watch it every morning during breakfast and then they typically ask for it at night. Um, and my God, I cannot believe it's this old. This movie is now 22 years old. Um, gotta go Monsters, Inc. Nice. I mean, John Goodman, Billy Crystal, Steve Buscemi. Um, and dude, we, we, we like the first time we watched it, like we watched it like in the morning and then at, like, at dinner, we watched it and then we finished it like before bedtime. And I totally forgot about the ending when they put the door back together and he goes Uh-oh. back in and like, dude, it, it got me. I, when the, I was just when, when Boo says kitty and then he and then John Goodman's character like perks up and I was like, oh, fuck, like this. Got me, got me crying in the club over here. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was about to say, how many movies now do you tear up in when you first watch? Oh, you're okay. like, oh, that was a good movie. And now you're like, oh my god. Okay, I didn't notice the thing. If my kid ever asked to watch Up, I'm just like, Ooh. can we skip the beginning? Because like, geez. <laughs> That's, I, I, yeah, I will be ugly crying after the beginning. It's like <laughs> they just wanted a kid and they just love each other so much. <laughs> I mean, they could have honestly like just made that a short film and like probably won all the Oscars. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure Up won an Oscar anyway, but like the beginning of that is just perfect. Well, that's I don't know which one it was, but um, I want to say it's maybe three. I just don't remember. But the Toy Story when like the incinerator scene, it's like mm-hmm. what the fuck, dude? Yeah. yeah so the first time I saw that, I was like, are we about to do this? <laughs> <laughs> Have, uh, have y'all watched like the Pixar shorts that they have? Oh, yeah. So we went through a phase during COVID where we started watching those, and those are some of the saddest things I've ever seen in my life. And with Bow, where it's like the little, the, the boy is like a little dumpling. That's, that's sad. The Lava You. The Lava like God. A what a great oh song. But like, it's longer. <laughs> so I, we, I think I took, uh, I took my niece to see, uh, I think it was Inside Out. And that's when they started doing those shorts before the movie. So it cuts on and like, I'm, I'm, we're going to watch Inside Out. They start this whole live thing and like, it, like, it's like it never ends. And we're like, I'm just there going, what the fuck? I was like, is this the movie? I don't get it. Like, this is a catchy <laughs> song. Like, I dig it. It's an awesome story. But like, you know, I, it's, it's not a believable story. That would never happen. Never happen. Two volcanoes falling in love? Yeah, just <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> I believe. Um, but yeah, no, like, I'm with you on the shorts. Yeah, there's some of those. Right. I'm like, they they just made these to make you cry, but <laughs> just for the parents. All right, um, all right. Round two. I don't think it's going to be a popular pick, but like, I always like it. And I always think about when I see like mice. Um, Ratatouille. God damn it! Love that movie. I don't know what it is about that movie, but I've always liked that movie. So good. Yeah. Good soundtrack. Good soundtrack, yeah. It reminds me of that movie with um, Aaron Eckhart and uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones. 
You know? What movie is that? What movie is that? Um, Aaron Eckert, Eckhart. Aaron Eckhart, the guy from the Dark Two Face. Oh, no reservations. No re- reservations. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of. But like, there's no mice. Every time, <laughs> every time somebody says Catherine Zeta Jones, all I think about is workaholics when they're tripping in the office. I think of um, <laughs> Catherine Zeta Jones. She deeps beneath lasers. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Michael Michael Scar, Midnight, yeah, his wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clean up on all five. <laughs> uh, no, that's a good pick. I I love Ratatouille. That was on my list. And it makes you want to go cook something too. We we actually watched it earlier this week. I was like, I want to make a. It's something like Yeah, <laughs> something that just makes it really nice. Have you ever made Ratatouille? Uh, I actually made it last week. <laughs> so there you go. Oh. That's why we watched it. Because I was like, hey, you remember the Ratatouille we made? Let's uh, watch a movie that's called that. Did you, did, how did you present it? Did you present it like they did in the movie? or Because I know Ratatouille can be mm. presented different ways. Yeah, no, I did it more. I just chopped everything and then roasted it and then put it over uh, grits. So it wasn't, it didn't oh. look as cool as the, like the spiral they do. But it, I mean, it, it's still good. And it, we eat we eat pretty good during the week, so then in the weekends we can just go buck nasty and eat whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Blake, round two. All right. I'm going to go with – this is another one I've teared up on towards the end uh, when he's singing to his grandma. Don't. So I'm gonna oh, go with, God. Yeah, I'm going to go with Coco. God damn it, we watched that last night. Yeah. So good. Yeah, that's a that's a great one. And, and so we went to Disney earlier this year and they're throwing like all the Pixar stuff. We didn't do Epcot, so we came a day late because we were kind of spacing it out just to see the, the boys would like it. And apparently like co- like you know all the countries like Norway's Frozen Now, Mexico's Coco, France's Ratatouille. So like all like they're making all those like the movies now. I really want to go back and, and check it out. But yeah, Coco's with great songs. Yeah. Just a, just a good film. And there's not a lot of musicals in Pixar. Yeah. When you look at the list, and that's like one of the one of the few that they got that big musical element to it. So kind of kind of a callback to the old Disney Renaissance days. Well, it's not kind of semi racist, but I was thinking, I was like, is am I thinking of Coco or Encanto? But Encanto's a, Encanto's the, the new Disney. one with the, the house. Yeah. Yes. Uh, also, I would have guess... thought that's Pixar. That is not Pixar. Not Pixar, huh. yeah. No, it's not. Okay. Because I think there are only 26 Pixar films. Yeah, I was going down the list. Like, once you get down towards the bottom, like, I don't, I lose it at like Monsters University. And then it's, they put some shorts in there. Because I guess Encanto is just a Disney picture. Yeah. Okay. So it's like it's like Moana. Well, like, Moana to me almost seems like a Pixar because I mean they're all computer animated now, so they're not oh, doing oh, that. That's one of my favorites. My daughter loved yeah. Moana, loved it. But they all kind of seem Pixar-y now. But yeah, I did not. I would have thought Encanto was Pixar, but. Uh-huh. Um, I'm gonna go. 
a little bit of a recent one, but like my kid loves it. And then I've seen it enough times, but I think it's also really good. I'm going to go with Onward. Ooh. See, I haven't seen that one yet. Dude, it's uh, it, Tom Holland, Chris Pratt. Um, you know, basically like the whole movie is about like brothers and like the bond of like a, a big brother, a little brother, you know, dealing with losing your father and like having to, you know, find that, you know, quote father figure in your life. Cause you don't have it anymore. And then they go on this whole quest, this whole journey. Um, very good. Like it's hilarious, but also like, it's got some touching parts in it. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, it came out in, I think 2020, um, knew nothing about it. And then randomly my kid was just like, you know, saw it on the, the menu screen and wanted to watch it. And we watched it. And I was like, Oh man, like this is great. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's all about like, you know, reconnecting with the past and like making sure you cherish the present and like people around you and all of that. Um, it's a good message and uh, the acting is really good. And I mean, for, for like, you know, you know, a nerd like me, it's got a little bit of like Lord of the Rings, you know, Harry Potter type stuff to it. Um, yeah, I like I like Onward a lot. It it got buried in like the COVID because it came out right when the pandemic kind of hit, right? Yeah. So I think what it was it that them. people were like controversial with it? I never saw it. Uh, I don't know if it was like a no homosexual maybe. thing or something like that. I, th- I think it was like it was going to come out in theaters and then it didn't because everything shut down. So it, it was literally I'm, it came out in March of 2020. Okay. So then it just went to Disney Plus. So it was kind of kind of there. Yeah, so I think okay. a lot of people missed it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense because, yeah, I didn't know about it. And then it just popped up on the menu one day and I was like, oh, what is this? Um, yeah, we, we like that one a lot in this house. So. If you're not familiar, check it out. You won't be disappointed. (laughs) All right, last round, York. What we got? Um, I was choosing between two, um, but I have to go straight nostalgia. The OG Toy Story. Yeah, like it's just it's it's just one of those things. It's one of those like we talk about comfort movies, whatever with kids and stuff. You can always cut that on, and like it's not going to get on your nerves watching it as you're like walking through doing shit. Um, It's a classic. And it's also like it's a whole it's a like a series that they've made four or five of that like they don't fuck it up. No, they add little I was stuff. Gonna say, yeah, all four of them are good. Yeah, yep. Like they all offer something something different, but like they're all good. Well, I'm looking through here too, and I see there one an option on here is Toy Story Five. Uh-huh. What was it coming out? I don't know. I see it. It's a. Uh, it doesn't even have a date on it yet. I guess they're 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 waiting for like Tim Allen's cancellation to like lapse, and they're gonna keep it going. <laughs> so is there? I mean, is he got canceled again? <laughs> I don't know. So I mean, I he was the day like Chris Vernon. I heard that um, said he was canceled the other day, and I was like, I didn't know that. I knew he like got in trouble years ago with like drug trafficking and shit. Yeah, but I didn't yeah. know anything you... after that. Have you seen? Have you seen his mugshot from that? Yeah, he got bust in Detroit for cocaine. He has a pretty, great stash in that. Pretty mugshot. I mean, yeah. I mean, he nothing serious. I mean, he just you know probably said some dumb shit on Twitter or something. 
during a certain election. I mean, who can say? But yeah, they. I, I if they do a fifth one, I'm very intrigued because they wrapped it up pretty nicely with four. Um, but I mean that cast. I mean, it's loaded. So like, you could basically do a fifth one and just make it about anything, and it would be good. All right, Blake, you're up. All right. Oh, between two as well. But I think based on how much we still watch it now, and they came out. So I, my younger brother's nine years younger than me. So like some of these came out and I watched it a ton when they came out as well. Cause he was still young. And then now my youngest son is uh, the name of one of the characters. So I, I think I gotta go, uh, go with that one. So I'm gonna go with the Incredibles. Ooh. Yeah. Your brother first one? And I, it, 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 and that, that's another one. One and two are both really good as well. Like, yeah, I think they both hold up and deliver two different things that are, are both really good. But yeah, they go with the Incredibles. And then I use Jack Jack all the time for Jack, our youngest. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that one's probably doesn't get enough credit for how good it is. And like, I mean, that's like a straight up like film. Like that's a good one. Yeah. And this might be a little bit of a overt comment, but Elastigirl has a badonk on her as well. <laughs> and she's got a dump truck going on. <laughs> that's weird because it's animated, but she uh, like. It... I see those. I see those memes all the time. Of you know, just it, it'll pop up on Twitter, on Instagram, just talking about Holly Hunter, you know, playing the character of, of Helen Parr, and it's like, damn Pixar, why'd you have to give her such a donk? And it's just <laughs> like you, you can't, you can't look away. You're just like, oh yeah, you're right. Like it, it's, it's there. To be fair though, then you gotta be like, well, you have to be a Mister Incredible to handle that, right? Like I was like. <laughs> I couldn't do that. Like, there, I would be out of my element big time if that was a real life thing. So you have to be a superhero to, to handle all that. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick recent. I mean, there, there are so many like that you can pick that are just. I mean, Pixar's got a again the 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 roster is star studded. Like it is. It is 98 Yankees. Like it is, it, it's loaded, but just recently, and I guess maybe a little partial because I, you know, my kids are still young. So that, you know, my oldest is three. So we've watched a lot of this recently, but I think Luca is one of the best films that they've ever made. I haven't seen it all the I mean, way through. Just a, just like a clever premise of like a coming of age story about a sea monster who's trying to, learn how to live on land and like it, it's just it's, it's it's like it's got a lot of comedy it's pretty adorable it's got a great story at the end of like a friendship that's built and um you know the acceptance of people that are different but they're all just trying to find their way and i don't know it's it's a good one like i that that's one that like i'll tear up at the end every time we watch it 
Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of creativity with the storyline, and it's really clever, and and you know, you know, a lot of emotional depth there. Um, I, I personally like that's one where like my kids asked to watch it. I'm like, absolutely, we'll watch Luca. But I don't think I've seen that one. I, I've seen it on or whatever, but I haven't like watched it all the way through. I again. That and onward, like, I can't recommend them enough. Very good. Like, as a parent, like, you can enjoy it. Like, it's... Pixar has always done a really good job of, like, it's a kid's movie, but they make it to where the, the parents can enjoy it. Yeah. Makes you want to go to the, uh, the sea, too. Kind of like, Mo- like, every time I watch Moana or Luca or one of the ones that's, like, by the ocean, you're like, man, I need to get to the the beach real quick. They make it so pretty. Like, it just looks peaceful. Yeah. And, you know, oh, yeah. That probably goes all the way back to like the Little Mermaids, like that too, and they're just floating through the sea. Good, good job. Oh yeah. So, looking here, so York's got Cars Two, Ratatouille, Toy Story. Blake's got Bugs Life, Coco, and Incredibles. Then I went with Monsters Inc., Onward, and Luca. It's a pretty, it's a pretty stacked list. If you're if you're rolling out a starting nine for a baseball team in Omaha, that's pretty good. Yeah, I was um, that was my last one. I was choosing between Toy Story and Inside Out. I like the whole Inside. premise of Inside Out and like the yeah. cast. Like Phyllis is like literally Phyllis in that movie. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's a great one. I, I was. <laughs> do, do you notice the uh, newspaper that Louis Black always has is always what's going on outside? Oh, really? So yeah, so like it, yeah, it's like dad puts the foot down, and and, you know, it's like all this. It's pretty funny. (laughs) I was deciding, I like Wally a lot. That was my my next one to go. Would have been Wally. I don't think that one gets enough credit. Like I, I don't know how that got lost, but like, that's a really good movie. I mean, it almost has it, it has like callbacks to like um, 2001 Space Odyssey, too, when they're doing like the uh, just floating through space and and dancing. And, you know, there's like not dialogue. It's just like music and, and yeah. space. So that I, I guess they, they're doing something right at Pixar. You know, they, they got some winners over there. They're doing, they're doing all right. Um, yeah, the only other one that I was contemplating um and yeah inside out is phenomenal yeah um there's another one coming out it kind of looks just like that elemental yeah elemental yeah um and i think they're going to do an inside out too uh we we still have we'll still meet people like (laughs) if if like people meet our kids for the first time and like my oldest son's name is riley and people will say oh did you name him after the girl from inside out (laughs) Like we think like that was like a popular name when that movie came out. Um I we I haven't seen it all the way through yet, but I've seen enough to where I almost considered picking it, but Turning Red that came out in 2022. Yeah, I've seen that one. Um my kids love it. Very entertaining. Like I watched like a good like 45 minutes of it one day and I was laughing the whole time. It was very clever. Um yeah, that, and then another one that I think is very good that doesn't get enough credit is Brave. 
um yeah. you know about the the young girl trying to you know find her way and be her own person um you know has the whole spell that you know <laughs> turns her uh as it turns the mom into a bear the whole thing is is pretty funny i'm just um, not into redheads <laughs> Yeah, I mean, a good cast like Kelly Kelly McDonald, B- Billy Connolly, Emma Thompson. Um, you know, good voice voice cast there. Um, another sad one. We haven't watched it a lot, but The Good Dinosaur is really sad. Yeah. Like if my kid tries to watch that, I'm like, ah, well, you know, the dinosaurs are like already going to bed. Like we we can't watch that right now. <laughs> Dad, Daddy's had a rough day. Now, like my go-to now, and like my kid wants to watch like any of these like random Japanese shows on like Netflix. I'm like, well, in Japan, like it's it, it's already like nighttime, so like they're asleep. Isn't that weird? You're <laughs> scrolling through. Like once you get to the first Japanese one, it's like a whole run of Dude, Japanese there's, shows. There's so many. It's crazy. And I don't know what the hell is going on in any of those shows. Not either. D- well, none of them make sense. Back in the day, like during Dragon Ball Z, when I was on after school, it'd be like a whole episode of them just getting ready to fight. They never fall. Yeah. <laughs> it'd just be them standing there getting ready to fight. Like, all right, let's go. Let's go. And like 30 minutes later, like, all right, tune in next week. You're like, oh, God. I was like, going to do something. <laughs> I mean, and yeah, I mean, I watched Pokemon all the time before school. <laughs> Did you get up? Because it came on like at 630, didn't it? I used to wake yeah. up early. Just to watch that. I mean, yeah, I'd get up pretty early. I mean, I'm an early riser, and then yeah, even in back in middle school and high school, I'd get up and watch it. The uh, Pokemon rap, and then guess that Pokemon. Who's that poke? Dude, that that video <laughs> where the the who's that Pokemon? And the guy goes, "It's Pikachu," and then he goes, <laughs> "It's Clefairy," and the guy just goes, "Fuck." there's a you know shout out to uh to our our recent guest last week uh our boy michael felder on hand in the dirt this week made a mewtwo reference shout out to all the uh you know gotta catch them all fans out there if you deep cut you know who mewtwo is you're you're a real one so i never got into any of that like i don't i mean i don't know how how i didn't but i guess Really? Like not not, not, not even the Game Boy Blue and no. Red? Uh-uh. Man, I played dude, through I that was, probably like 10 times. Dude, I was in deep. Like, I was getting trading cards. I played the game. Then when Pokemon Stadium came out on N64, dude, it was for, all for my was birthday like, oh, one year. My birthday one year, Baker got me like a, like, a, like a binder full of Pokemon cards. And I was like, all right, cool, cool. <laughs> Put this in my closet. Don't know what to do with it. <laughs> Don't know what this is, but yeah. appreciate you. Um. All right. So uh, last couple things here. We'll go. We'll, we'll go ahead and do this one. Um. I don't know if we touched on this on the last episode or not, but um. Blake, I'll I'll, I'll throw it to you. Um as the guest here, but just what were some of, and, you know, you know, obviously your own discretion here, you don't have to dox yourself, but like, what were, what were probably some of your worst habits from college? 
just like from a from a past life when you were young and dumb, we all were. Like, what were like your worst habits from college? Worst habits from college. Um, the first one that sticks out is how I formed a bad habit. So sophomore year of college, we're going down to Panama City, the Sandpiper. Mm-hmm. And the guy I was going to be rooming with, you know, he dipped a lot. And so uh, in the in the pike house, I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to get into dipping. So I used to sit there, like throw in a, a chew, like see how long I could hold it before I was about to throw up. And so, like, I forced myself into an addiction that I still like struggle with now where it wasn't like it started with like 10 minutes and I'd get like horribly sick and had to like spit it out. And then like, I built up a tolerance over time that just made a stupid habit just so I had something to do with the, like, we, I don't even know. Like that was, we, I don't even know we sat in the room and dipped together, but in my head, I was like, you know what? I'm going to dip with you. So we can dip together and Pam also would be great. And then I, I formed a, uh, a, a lifelong addiction. To, uh, yeah. So now I can like throw them in for like an hour. And I was like, oh, why, why did I do that? So that's a, uh, a habit I've formed. And then I mean, honestly, I feel like what you did, that's pretty much what you do when you start dipping. <laughs> like, I, I, th- I think yeah. that's like the chain of events. Like no one starts dipping and is like, Fuck yeah, this is awesome. This is great. Like the first time you do it, you're like, yeah, you're like, this is juice. I'm like, no, I always shit faced when I was doing it, so I just, you know. Yeah, no one likes it the first time they do it. No, and and then like if you stop for a while, then you get back into it, and you're like, this is makes me feel horrible. Why do I like this? You're like, oh, well, for a while, you know, then it keeps me alert. It's all you know, it's cool. It gives you something to do. So it's just that was dumb. that was just a, yeah, I don't know why I did that. And kind of getting the, still have the ramifications from it. Um, yeah, I mean, bad habits. It, and it's still probably so much. It's like late night, like, cause it, it's crazy how like now I'm up like at five thirty every morning, you know, ready to go. And then, Usually, like now, it's past my bedtime, right? Usually, I'm in, I'm in bed by like nine o'clock, nine thirty. Um, but just like staying up late, and then like you know, like two in the morning, going on T bell runs. And I remember, just, like, I, we used to have to like scrounge up change for like my car to go get like a cheesy bean burrito that was like a dollar. And so yeah. it was just like way, staying up way too late, doing dumb shit like playing uh playing Bloom Tower Defense on your computer, you know, all those uh, flash games that you used to play <laughs> till like three, four in the morning and just eating shitty food. So it's just kind of like the late night doing nothing value added lifestyle. <laughs> I was like, that was a, uh, that's pretty dumb. Cause it, and it's funny. Cause you know, when, when we first got married, me and my wife and we were dating, you know, we'd go out, stay out and sleep in, you know, get up, have brunch, do all that stuff. And then when we had our uh, first kid, you know, you have to be up and get up and doing stuff. And I remember like after a while, we'd like look at each other. It'd be like noon. We'd be like, we just got so much stuff done. Like, you know, the, the, it's like, is this what, is this what adulting is? Like you just get up early and do stuff. This is amazing. And so like in college, it was just doing nothing productive into the wee hours of the morning. 
during the school nights. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I there are so many, and w- with kids going to school, it, it changes things. But like I, I you know, I, I've gotten into road biking with a couple dads in the neighborhood, and man, there is nothing better than like getting up, going for a ride at five in the morning, getting in like you know anywhere from like fifteen to twenty miles. You get home. It's like 6.15. You still have like 20, 30 minutes to yourself. And then the kids get up, you get them ready to go. You take them to school. And then, yep. you you know, you get to your, you know, for me, it's like I, I come down to the basement, get in my office, I get some stuff done. And then I look up and I'm like, all right, what time is it? Like, is it time for lunch yet? Like, and it's like 9.45. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Like, this is the <laughs> shit. Like this is this is it. I'm doing it. Like this is adulting. It feels good. It does feel good. Like that's when we're talking about college. The I just coming. I was awful in school. Um, like I wish I could go back now and do it. Knowing like how like I'm structured and like I'm motivated and um, I can like focus on something. I would actually be interested in doing it because now I've always been the kind of person when I had to do like AR points in school. I only read stuff on sports because that's all I was interested in. I couldn't read something that was just a story made up because I read one page and then I'll stop and think right, what I just read. And I'm like, I have no fucking idea what I just read. <laughs> but now like I get, like I'll said, like getting up early and getting stuff done. Um, I turned it, I turned out to be like very OCD. And uh, if I get up, like if I get, have a night the night before and I get up and I sleep to like 10 o'clock, I'm like, fuck, I like I've wasted like half my day, you know, because you got to get up and, get ready and do all the other shit before you actually go and do whatever you're supposed to do. But, um, yeah, I get up like clockwork with even alarm. If you get up at five 30 in the morning and, uh, good. I can't down before I go to work. Yeah. That yeah. was my biggest thing. I just could not stay focused for nothing. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't like you're 18 years old. You get thrown into college, you know, either you're wired that way or you're not, you know, and I was not, and I would have to, uh, you know, get out there and say, right, you know, no one's going to make you get up and go to school. So you don't have to if you don't want to. I was like, eh, I won't go today, but I'll go tomorrow. And it just turns into, I'm just not going to go, period. It's like Joe would always just go play golf instead because he passed a golf course every time he was on the way to class. So, yeah. I, I think totally probably, probably the worst – Probably the worst habit outside of smoking cigarettes, which I kicked that habit shortly after college. But I am a night owl through and through. Like I, I don't require a ton of sleep. Um, I should get more sleep. I think that's. I'm not a doctor, but I think it's a pretty safe diagnosis to give like you need a lot of sleep you need to recover but that was probably my worst habit in college i would stay up so late and not even just like partying like my sophomore year shout out to uh dr dick michael jennings um at his house his mom got us direct tv and we had all the movie channels and i would pretty much 
put off like homework and studying and stuff until, you know, either the last minute or like I would always do it at night. And so I would just crank out a bunch of stuff and then it'd be like 10, 10 30. And I'd be like, okay, I got like an 8 a.m. class. So like how much sleep can I get right now? Like, uh, well, American Psycho's on Cinemax. So I'm just going to watch American Psycho. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I would just stay up till like two, three in the morning, sleep, you know, <laughs> you know, four hours, then get up and like go to, go to class. That's probably my worst habit because translating now to like real life and like being a dad and, you know, being a husband, like I don't get enough sleep. And I, I, I maybe I'll just blame college for that because like I, I just. I, I could stay up till like 1130 every night and go to bed and be fine. The, the worst <laughs> I got to share the worst habit I saw and you, you know, I'm Zach, uh, old, old Bob Wallace. <laughs> Freshman year. So first semester, he got into a habit. He would do not every night, but he did shrooms like way too much where he would do them like at 10 o'clock at night and then stay up to like six in the morning and then just sleep through all his classes. And like he got a buckshot his first semester, like a 0.0 did not pass a single class because he was doing shrooms so much. And then, so second semester, he kind of got together because he knew he had to do something. Yeah. He had to do something. And so he was in my biology class. I still remember we stayed up late studying for the biology final. We got in there and like the uh, professor, you know, it was a big lecture class. The professor was like, hey, we ran out of Scantron. So, you know, if you're happy with your grade, you can leave and you just take your grade you got. I had like a B plus. I was like, okay, that's awesome. I just won't take this. So I get up to, to leave. I turn around and Robert's following me. I was like, hey, buddy, what are you doing? You have to like, you have to get like a, be in this final to pass the class. He's like, ah, I probably wasn't going to get it anyways. He just like walked out with me and then <laughs> walked out. I had to go to Pellissippi for a while. Got kicked out of Tennessee. He ended up going back and getting uh, his degree, but it's just like, man, I was like, how did you, I was like, that's why I was like, if I flunked out of school because I was doing shrooms all the time and just like did not do a final just because I, you know, I just didn't want to, I was like, my parents would have ripped me out of there so quick. Like I, I couldn't have gone back. So that, Compared to what all we said, I was like, that's just a habit. I was like, man, it, I guess it could have been much worse <laughs> than what we, we got into. So. You know, you know, that was probably when Robert learned that, like, you know, man, you can't just get by on having good hair and being handsome. <laughs> yeah. like, and now he, he's a functioning <laughs> member of society. So I was like, he turned it around, but it's just like. I was like, I don't even know how you do shrooms that much. I was like, golly, you got me to break at some point. <laughs> look at it. Look at him now. Dosing. Look at him now. He's a dad and he's on the grill and grind team. Exactly. Exactly. We could all make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, fellas, we can wrap it there. I, I don't know if we can top that, um, but uh, shout out to Blake for coming through. This has been fun. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do it again. We'll, we'll do, uh, we'll do some check-ins. We'll do some, uh, we'll do some, some meat smoking tips. You know, we might, we might do a little cooking show on here. You may, you, we, we won't have you like, you know, with a spatula and a, and a knife in hand, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk some, some easy recipes and, you know, it'll, it'll be, let's do, uh, I, I was going to say when, when, uh, old Pike Johnson comes in town, we need to do a, uh, I need to get the smoker out. 
We need to do a barbecue and we can do a lot. Yeah. You know, do it right there. I'll make I'll make everybody some spuds and push make make a thing of it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> spuds. I do we we might as well just get Jonas to come and like he you know, he could like fight someone like while we're recording. Boxing um, match going, I like it. Yeah. Speaking of just being handsome and having good hair. Um <laughs> so there you go. Uh, but yeah, shout out to shout out to Blake for joining. We appreciate him coming on. As always, York, a pleasure. With the uh, I don't know if that's like actual Rad Dad Pod apparel there, but it's that not. Is a, but it's just you know, it should be Father's Day situation. Um, it's my head perfect. But yeah, another another great episode in the books. Shout out to uh. Shout out to our friends at Pinehurst for uh, sponsoring this episode. Uh, as always, we want to thank um, our loyal sponsors, Zen and Michelob Ultra. Neutral. For, uh, coming through. <laughs> Neutral, a new sponsor. Um, we do thank them for, for hopping on, joining the team. Um, but uh, Sparkling water. Yeah, Kirkland, Kirkland Signature. <laughs> Costco, we're coming for you. Oh, yeah. We're in negotiations. We, uh, you know, we might have that on the uh, on the horizon there. But, but again, um, but yeah, shout out to Blake for coming on, uh, Joe. We miss you, buddy. I know you're super busy. Um, we will talk to you next week for uh, for York over there for Blake. I'm Zach. This has been the Rad Dad Pod. I'll talk y'all next week. Yeah.